We're back. We're back. Here we are. Imposter syndrome. <laughs> As we all are like, oh my gosh, like get off the podcast. We're like, is that good? Are we good therapists? Should we talk about this? Just delete it, Cam. No, we didn't say that, but it's just funny. Nope. Cam just mad because I asked him a hard question. <sighs> What's yeah. life without hard questions? Boring. It's boring. How are you? But Fine. I'm no. fine. If you're not from the South, that is F-I-N-E, fine. It's true. I say to my clients when I say, how are you doing? And they say, I'm fine. I said, that tells me nothing. You sounded country. I was doing that. Last, I'm sorry. No, I'm talking about the last podcast. Yeah, she oh, let her little Texan come at her. Did I? Did I? Did I? Did I? No, no, no. Darn, like, darn, darn. Like, you haven't, like, when you get fired up, <laughs> it yep, comes out. I like For it. For real? You oh, said fine and. You know, I something else. I'm like Texan, but I couldn't. I couldn't interrupt because you were dropping. <laughs> you were dropping, dropping the bombs. Get out of my no, way! It's true. No, it's good. We we aren't mad. Then. Well, this episode's going to be fun. It's not heavy. This one's not heavy. Well, tell us what are we're going to talk about an an article there, like yeah. some statistics. We have some cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. We got an entrepreneur article. Um, Rose mm-hmm. Leadham wrote about twelve leaders and entrepreneurs. 12 leaders, entrepreneurs, and celebrities who have struggled with imposter syndrome. So we're not alone. We're not alone. Mm. No. And there's another little article. Um, it's at uh, Phoenix Performance. I just looked it up. 18 famous imposters. They actually um, cited a study that found that 84% of executives have this unconscious view of themselves. 84%. But they said after coaching thousands of managers over the last 30 years, they would say that it's closer to 100%. I don't know how they got there, but it's interesting to think <laughs> about You're coaching a lot of people and realizing, hey, a lot of executives battle yeah. with imposter syndrome, which in our last uh, episode, we were talking about how a lot of high achieving people mm-hmm. struggle with mm-hmm. imposter syndrome. Now, while I was reading um, through these articles, there's a name that jumped out. I think it jumped out to cast two. Um, that really um, surprised me. That name was Maya Angelou. Maya she Angelou. impossible. She. I love her. Nope. This is what the article said. Nope. He said nope. Go that she else. couldn't have been an imposter. They quoted her. Though. She they wasn't an imposter. Oh no, my she gosh, wasn't. she's amazing. Okay. She... I can't believe she said this. People, I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know if this is real. It's I real. love it. I believe her. She's she a queen, was so and she humble. was so authentic and self-aware. You know what? I was going to ask that before you go on sure. about All right. Maya Angelou. Um, is it do do we want somebody who don't we want somebody who is a strong leader, even if they don't like totally have it together? Do we want that, or do we want somebody who's too humble and like kind of gets run over what do we want i don't i don't know if i'm asking that right well i think that you're talking about the difference between like an internal struggle this imposter syndrome is this this you know internal held belief of self right so it doesn't really have to do with like i'm a strong leader or i'm a weak leader there's a lot of people with imposter syndrome that are good strong leaders Uh, michelle obama is referenced in this article Mm -hmm. good strong leader but it's this internal battle of kind of, am I enough? If I could, if I could reduce it down to one question, that would be it. Am I enough? Do people believe I'm something that I'm really not? So people see me this way, but I see me this way, which is why I say it's trauma based. Yeah. Right. Because there is a disalignment in the way that we think people perceive us versus the way we see ourselves. And, and we will, and we will, 
uh, perform out of which one? Wh- who? What are? What's influencing? Um, both. Both are it in mixed the perception of others mm-hmm. and our perception combined cre- combined creates the imposter syndrome. I think that, and this is just my theory that's not researched. Right? I like it. Just say that. It's good. If you think about it from a trauma perspective, I think there's programming that gets set in that says X trauma has occurred. Mm -hmm. And then there's this influence from experiences that we're having in life where we're, I would almost cause it, call it like a positive trigger. So like for me, Cass saying like, come along with me and let's do these things. We connected on other ideas that, that are big ideas that are amazing things that we want to do together. Mm -hmm. Podcasting was not where I thought we would start. And Cass is like, come on, let's do a podcast. And I'm like, I'm not sure I'm qualified for that. I'm not sure that's me. I like to live under a rock, right? And she's like, come on, come do it with me. It's going to be great fun. And I'm like, are you sure? Why'd you pick me? Right? Imposter syndrome. Like, I don't know that I'm enough for that. Mm. And so there's this internal battle, right? That's present. That's like, "Mm, how do I fit? Because of the influence sometimes of people Mm -hmm. calling you higher. They're like, I see you this way. And that is, I I don't know a better way to say it, but kind of positively triggering the trauma. Somebody somewhere said you're not enough. Yep. That's not resolved. Yeah. Somebody presently saying you are, right? And this is just one example, but somebody somewhere saying, no, you are enough. And you're trying to reconcile mm-hmm. who Which you believe win. you are yeah. in the middle of yeah, that. Yeah. That's how I see it. Well, Again, here, not research. Here's a question. I love that because that actually piggybacks. Like, here's a question that came to me that, that I like to ask clients. Okay. That's because good. I think you do. It is good. You have to get to the bottom of what's motivating, which yes, is I think what's what driving you're saying. You. Exactly. So I think my question for people is, okay, so I don't want to hear how you would describe you. I would hear your three best friends. What would they say? Give me three adjectives from each of them. Because sometimes how I would view myself, like I still can read my reviews. I still can hear what you say about me. I can hear Mm -hmm. whatever, whatever. But the reality is like sometimes internally I'm like, nah. That's not me. Mm-hmm. Like if you're so the trauma that I experienced yeah. of you're not enough or you can or you I can't shouldn't. let that in. Yeah, it's like that's almost cognitive dissonance between the two things of like I can't reconcile those. Mm-hmm. So when you ask a client that question, it's good because it gives you like if I asked you that, Cam, which I won't because you don't like when I ask you questions oh. on air, that's fine. But like if I were to ask you, I know how people would describe you because I know your friends. Mm-hmm. So it's like if I asked three people, they would tell me things probably quite different from what you would say or how you're perceived. Mm-hmm. Just because our own perception sometimes is skewed by our own trauma, like what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it, out of that place. But I think, I think leaders, is... this is the problem with leaders though, is the level of humility has to be there because otherwise you have a narcissist and that's a whole other that's a whole other podcast series you're going to see from us soon but it's like you have a narcissist because you don't have this ability to be like wait hold on can i do this am i good enough do i have what it takes like i don't know Mm -hmm. like you're not willing to ask yourself those questions you're just going to blow and go and like run everybody over in the process trying to prove your worth right uh i was gonna say do you even get uh, that that is that question is so good. I'm not going to ask you what you believe. I'm going to ask what would your friends say mm-hmm. about you. Yeah, that is so. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm stealing that Steal because it. yeah, it's good. Like what other people see mh. is the is mm-hmm. is uh, the truth. Mm-hmm. If they're healthy you. people, 
You yeah. got it as That's a clinician. Why you need three. <laughs> yeah, as a clinician, though. Well, there's I've multiple used that. gospels. Yes. I've sent my clients home with that kind of homework, right? And um, I'm making sure that when I'm asking for those three people, it's three people. Yeah. We define relationship rings and say who's actually in the inner circle and who has earned the right to be in inner circle. We're extracting that data out of that place, not out of like, here's fifth tier person. But, friend, she doesn't right? have any research to prove it. To okay, yeah. She has a whole methodological, methodological system. Anyway. It's like Maya Angelo. Did I say her name wrong? I may have Maya no, Angelo. Maya? Angelo. Angelou. 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 I does. We're sorry, I, I Maya. Said. We know you're no longer with us here, but, but we still, honor you. we do. Oh, I love her. She's okay. Amazing. So this is what the article says. Civil rights activist, author, and poet, Noble Laureate. How do you say Laureate? that? Laureate. That's right. Okay. You did good. Maya Angelou admitted that at times she often felt like a fraud. Oh, I can't believe it. Once saying, <laughs> this is what she said, guys. I have written 11 books, but each time I think, uh-oh. They're going to find me out. Hmm. I have run a game on everybody and they are going to find me out. Wow. I have run a game. game. Maya Angelou. No. Queen. No, you did not run any game on anybody. I bet she did though. But do you know what? This is what I feel like. Okay. This, let me give my, I feel like greatness is birthed out of that place though. Because mm. she never felt like she arrived. So it's not necessarily a striving, but it's a fact that I'm just going to keep doing because mm. this is what I love to do. And if people find out I'm a fraud, uh-oh. But, like, literally, I love this, and this is what I'm passionate about, and I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah. Yeah, I love that so Is it much. because it came easy to her? Like, if Probably. you're really, really good at Probably. something. And people are very receptive and you have mass appeal. Do mm-hmm. you say to yourself, oh, my gosh, I can't believe they're falling for this. Like, is it because it's so easy? It comes natural. I think I think that's true because I feel that way about therapy sometimes. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you feel this way. But it's like, and probably you too, Kim. It's like some days I do this and I'm like, pinch me. Like, I get paid money to listen to people talk to me about stuff and hear the Lord for them. What? Shh, don't tell anyone. Like, you know, it's like you feel don't like that. Like, or like literally, I get paid money to stand up here and teach you how to have good counseling skills. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is so fun. Like what? Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. you're paying me to do this? Okay, shh, shh don't tell anyone. Like but you're good. Like but, you can take any situation and you just rattle it off. But I love it. Like, I love that, and I think it's down. in my bones. And so is <laughs> Maya Angelos. I think slow that was down. in her bones. You said another one though. Okay, like I think she's a queen too, and people have a lot of mixed opinions. But Lady Gaga. Oh. Lady Gaga is a genius. Guys, here, I saw her in concert. She is a genius. She's a genius. She is. She's Juilliard trained. A lot of people know that. But here's what I feel like she did. I feel like she's brilliant businesswoman because she's like, okay, what kind of show can I put on and put together? And what kind of thing mm-hmm. is the world mass appeal? Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it. The costumes, the whole thing, all of it. But when Lady Gaga is stripped down, the girl is insanely mm-hmm. talented. She's insanely mm. talented at what she does, but no makeup, no music, no nothing. She just did something where she did no makeup and just went and she stands at the piano and just plays and it's literally like insanity. Like she's a genius. She is a genius. I completely agree. She's a she, genius. Her documentary is actually quite powerful too if you've not watched it. Yeah, this is what the article says about her. It says, while you might think fame would reassure someone of their talents and successes, sometimes self-doubt can still creep up. In her documentary, Lady Gaga revealed, 
I still sometimes feel like a loser kid in high school. And I just have to pick myself up and tell myself that I'm a superstar every morning so that I can get through this day and be for my fans what they need for me to be. How interesting. You know? How does does a household name? No, if you need therapy, we are here for you. We would love to help you. If you ever, I'm serious. It Cassie is my has dream. her poker no, face on it is her my... po- po- poker face. Her po- po- <laughs> <laughs> no, it's seriously like all joking aside. It is my dream. Like someone like her, I just want to be like, girl, let's sit down and talk through your traumas. Work because it out. Imagine how much more amazing she will be. No, but see, here's what I think about that. Uh oh. I think so much art comes out of tragedy. Yeah. So I'm also like, <laughs> I want you to heal Lady Gaga, but also don't. Lose You're your genius. So yeah, don't lose your genius. There was that little Adele. pensive pause for you. Didn't Adele say she writes the best like songs after a breakup? Or was yes. that Taylor Swift or somebody? Oh, well, Amy Lee for sure did. Lead singer of Evanescence, right? Her amazingness. I love uh, Evanescence, right? And- she wrote the most amazing things. My husband will be laughing if he listens to this. He introduced me to that. The first time I saw Evanescence perform, I thought I was going to die and go to hell. That is a true story. We saw him at SMU. Uh, y'all can date that if y'all like. It's true. It was my first rock concert. I thought I was going to die. What about um, Robin I Williams? But I love her. Do you think he had imposter syndrome? I, I think he did. I, I, Interesting. I, 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 don't, I don't ever think he w- didn't think he wasn't yeah. funny. But I'm just thinking he. F- but it's almost like that. I skated right in here. Like, right. that's how I feel about this. Like, when you're in the call of God on your life, I think so it's for you. Like, pastoring. You make pastoring look so darn easy. Oh. But to some people, they'd be like, oh, gosh, I got to go do it. But when you're called to it, when you're like, yeah. you love people organically, it's yeah. easy. But it when is. it's not in your bones like that. So I think you even mentioned, like, yeah. Tom yeah. Hanks. Oh, yeah. Tom Hanks. Thanks. Yeah. I love that guy. He's a great guy. He's just a great, he's just he like a cool a dude. He's a great, oh. Yeah, here's this quote. No matter what we've done, there comes a point where you think, how'd I get here? See? Tom, we're the When same. are they going to discover same, Tom, same. that I am, in fact, a fraud and take everything away from me? That's exactly oh, what you said, But wait, 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 beep, 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 beep. Take it Hold away. on. Take that. Everything but away. is that the whole crux of it, truly? Is the fear of losing it all. Oh, yeah. Not being attached to the goodness. Like, not attached to like it. Like Lady Gaga. Hey, self, you're a superstar. I cannot imagine her having to tell herself that every day. I'd be like, paparazzi parked outside my place. Star, I have a whole security team. I got 85 assistants about to roll up in here to help me just put my makeup on or whatever. There's not a household in America that doesn't know or in the yes. world that doesn't know. And I'm like, Lady you got to tell yourself, my eyes are open. You're a superstar. Get out of bed. <sighs> but isn't it losing it all? It's like that people find that out. If people find that out, if people find out that I'm not as awesome as they want me to be or that I'm not as gifted at therapy as I need to be or that I'm not a good of a singer, I'm not as good of a writer, I'm not as good of an actor, then all of a sudden, like, I'm no longer going to be worth anything. Well, I mean, now we're going deep because it's like, we're what are we losing? Come on. Because who do deep. we believe that we actually are? Well, do we believe that we're the professor, well, or the counselor, the, you know, the law executive? Like, what do we believe we actually are? And we would define and wrap our identity well, around that. Instead of the, the places we're supposed to be wrapping our identity around. Can we just wave the white hanky right, right now? Can we just get it? Yeah, then, I think it's a ministry mon- a moment. Right, then you, you're, then you live in fear, right? Mm. I'm, I'm driven now by anxiety. Mm. I'm driven now by 
the threat of loss, the avoidance of the pain that I might suffer if I lose these things that I'm trying to kind of fit into this Mm -hmm. persona of who I want Mm -hmm. to believe that I Mm -hmm. am, but don't quite do. Right. When Cam can attest, I mean, I tell my students this, I'm like, you know, especially when I teach ethics, like I aspire to operate at the highest ethical level. That goes without question. Mm -hmm. But if something were to ever come where someone would want to try to attack my licensure or Mm -hmm. like take me out in that capacity, I can assure you right now, I will not stop practicing. Mm -hmm. I will, it will stop looking the same as it does. Right. I am born for this. I'm called to this. And no licensure is going to define whether I set people free and help them find their choice or not. No, I agree with you. Good luck. But I mean, I'm going to (laughs) operate ethically. Like I want to be very clear about that. But this is who I'm born to be in my bones. Yeah. So well, it's what like, you're saying is the licensure isn't my security. No. And it's not my identity. No. no. Right. I agree with you. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's good. Mm. Yeah. So there was one more on here that I thought was really fun. Okay. Albert Einstein. Guys, Albert Einstein. Albert Einstein. E equals MC squared. This is the quote. The exaggerated esteem in which my life is held makes me very ill at ease. I feel compelled to think. Of myself as an involuntary swindler. Go. What? Albie. Right? Involuntary swindler. swindler. I'm conning people. That's what he thought while he was changing the world. You know, Brene Brown struggled with that too, though. She talks about it. I got to make a Brene Brown Brown plug every episode (laughs) because I want to meet her so bad. But she talked about this. I think it was in her... Um, original like TED Talks, right? When she did her first thing, I remember her telling the story about how she told her husband, I think they were on an airplane and she was like, I'm going to talk about vulnerability and Uh shame. And then she does this and people were mean to her. And she was like, never mind. I don't want to be that. Let me go back and hide in my research lab. And, you know, for us clinicians, I remember when I first started listening to Brene Brown and being like, Oh my Lord, you've put words to Mm -hmm, so many things mm -hmm. that I didn't know how to put words to. And, you know, I was a young practicing clinician when I first started learning about her, when she first started kind of producing all of the depth. And I mean, she is a mother in the field of psychology. She's Mm -hmm. amazing. But she talks about how she did not feel like that, that idea of putting her on a big stage. She was like, no, I'm not that. I'm just a researcher, which I think all of us clinicians would agree. She deserves to be on big stages, Mm -hmm. right? Yay. You do. Well, and she talks about, I I think, um, Brene Brown, she uses this quote by Theodore Roosevelt, and I just love it. I have to read it. I love this. I know. I'm going to cry. It's so good. It's so good. It is not the critic who counts, Mm. not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. Mm. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, who spends himself in a worthy cause, mm. who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. Mm. That's actually Theodore Roosevelt, but I just love that because she brought that quote back to life. Yeah, that was her break. That was her. From. I remember hearing her yeah. speak live, and I could have met her at this moment. Could we please say? And I chose not to because so many people wanted to meet her, and I was like, I'm just going to leave it. I didn't know her works yet. It was very beginning, and I regret that every day of my life not meeting her. <laughs> I will meet her, but I just love that because basically what she's saying, if you're not putting yourself out there to do something, don't <clears> come <throat> at me. 
And how many people want to come at us, come at people that aren't even out in the arena? Mm -hmm. You've got to take a risk and you've got to walk into what you're supposed to be walking into. And sometimes the risk, we make it more scary. Yeah. And people want to critic, be a critic to us. But I'm like, you don't have any right to speak to me unless you've created something, built something, stepped out to do something, you've been out of your comfort zone. If you've sat in your comfort zone your whole life, I'll just tell you right now, you're not going to have a lot of equity to speak into mine, yeah. my life, my things I do. Not at all. Yeah. But the people who've stepped out and have been brave and bold, made changes, made moves, done things, dreamed big. Taken risks. Taken risks. Yeah. I'm like, bring it. You can speak into my life any day <clears throat> because you know what it's like to stand in the arena with mm. everyone watching you. Mm. and risk it mm. and that's how you'll break free that's how you'll break free that's mm -hmm. how we became friends because mm -hmm. we started talking about dreams and i was like this girl don't dream small and i was like i love that she's not afraid she's not afraid to step out she's not afraid to say yes she's not afraid to do it yeah i Let's want people like it. that around me she yeah. wants to build a tiny house community a tiny home community. oh that's not even the dream the dream is an inpatient facility yes. that treats people ethically and Come kindly on. kindly and that helps people find true freedom no. that's the big dream i just want to you live know? in one we of just, the tiny homes we just revealed it to you everyone. we just did we just told you I just want, that's really what we want i just want to live in one of the tiny homes on you can your, come live on, on tiny your house. that's fine property come on you can come live be. in a tiny house let's go you know, but the tiny house dream is about being able to eventually do therapy and mm -hmm. not charge money to do it. Like being able to That's... help people that need it without having to worry about money because. So if you feel led to donate, yeah. you can. <laughs> Diary of a therapist podcast at gmail.com. We can let you know. I'm going to chime in and say something on this one that needs oh. to be said. Okay. Uh-oh. I, everybody who's listening, you've listened to multiple podcasts. And I want you to know something is that you're sitting with people who, not me, these ladies, you're sitting with people that are like doctors. Now, I'll say this. I'm not a doctor yet. <clears throat> she said yet, people. Note that down. How, how much would you pay to hear, a, to go to a, a doctor, uh, you know, per month? If you had to go to a doctor per month, how much is that? How much is it? Like to see you every week? To see you every week. How much would it cost? Do we want to admit it on air? <laughs> no, I'm just saying. 800 uh, to 1000 800 to a a thousand dollars Yeah. That's a lot of money. I agree. But everybody who's listening to this, I have an idea. What if you only gave like a buck a month to, mm. to, to continue what you're hearing? Mm. I'm not. I'm we not, did not put Cam up to this in any way, shape, or form. No, we definitely no, they didn't, didn't. Didn't. I'm just saying, you know, like a buck a month would be like that's awesome to hear y'all. That's sweet, Cam. Thanks, Cam. That that's is really sweet. It would cost a. It would cost somebody a thousand dollars to see you every week, to hear you every week speak, talk. But they get to see us every week. So. Yes. I'm saying let's keep this going by y'all yeah. a dollar, a dollar. <laughs> Could y'all give a dollar? Um, somebody's going to give more than a dollar. <laughs> Look, their, their faces are like, Cam's, Cam, Cam is now doing, doing a, literally. A, a drive. He's know, decided we're, like, we're we've not fundraising. Diary of a I've Therapist podcast fund.com. <laughs> I, I don't I've know. We don't have up, that. I've been thinking about this for a long time and I'm just like, 
oh my gosh, to, I get to sit here and I'm learning. I'm learning. So anyway. But we love that. We hope that oh, what we're yeah. doing is educating and equipping and a helping people find freedom. That's important. Find Invest healing, a find dollar freedom. A month. <laughs> That's, for a wow. doc, for a doctor, Cam for a is clearly not an imposter fundraiser. He is clearly on point. Anyway, well, you know, I, we really want you to send in your questions, yeah, um, love because that. we really love to answer them. And I think, um, I just think, you know, even for you, if you've heard something in this bit of series, or even just in hearing these people. Um, say like my Angelo and you know all of the people like Renee who's talked about this and you, you heard, we talked about um, Lady Gaga and just the people who felt this if you feel this in some capacity I think that take a minute mm-hmm. we don't pause enough to just stop and let ourselves have a moment where we say okay where did that resonate with me how did that resonate with me mm-hmm. what what do you want me to hear out of that whole thing like stop listen to our bodies what were you feeling when you heard that like and i think i just want to challenge you like over the next week or two to do that to stop and just let yourself feel like is there areas that i feel like i'm an imposter when you're not or are there areas where you feel like your trauma or the story that you hold has led you into places yeah and let yourself hear the answer yeah i like that do the work guys Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.